And then we should play like that, like like or like either you're fired by Donald Trump or one of those buzzers where it's like <laughs> yeah. rejected. You're fired. Welcome to Think Act Get with James Shramko and Ezra Firestone. What you think determines how you act, which results in what you get. So join in now as we discuss how you can think differently, act faster, and get high performance results in your business. Hi there, listener. Welcome back to another episode of Think, Act, Get. Ezra Firestone here with my partner, as always, James Shramko. James, how are you, man? Good. How are you, Ezra? I'm good, man. And, and I think that we should just come right out, and I'm just going to come right out and admit it, that uh, it is 8 a.m. in New York City, and this is the first time we're doing a Think, Act, Get this early and this late for you. And the reason that we're doing that is I had been inconsistent. It had been hard to nail me down. It was getting frustrating for our listeners. Is that the ultimate Jesus metaphor? (laughs) (laughs) I guess it is. I guess it is. Yeah, I've been tough to nail to that cross. And, you know, this is our our solution is why don't we try it? We flip-flopped it. We've done a dipsy doodle on this time schedule. We did the diaper dandy on our time schedule. And I feel fantastic about it. And, you know, look, I... I don't envy you recording an episode at 10.20 p.m. your time, but I'm very happy to be recording an episode at 8 a.m. my time. Yeah, look, I said to you, I'll be flexible with my time. If I can get you on a call, that'd be great. Yeah, and you know, I'm interested in consistency for Think Act Get. It's it's the single uh, most popular piece of content that I put out. Everyone loves it. It's like the best thing ever. So I'd like to to get back to some sort of consistency, and I know I can do that at uh when I wake up rather than at the end of my day. So um, thanks, man. Well, thank you. And uh, let's just rip straight into it. What are we talking about today? Today we're talking about rejection. And, you know, it stings. It hurts for everyone. It's something that we all experience, and we all experience both sides of it, the giving and the receiving. So rejection, what is it? How are you using it? And how is it affecting your business and your life? That's what we're looking at in this episode of Think, Act, Get. We're going for these um, pretty... Pretty chargy topics, you know. They, these are ones that would have to affect every single person listening to this right now, and, and that's um, it is. That's why we, I think, why we do hit some chords with this. And you know, it's a highly personal podcast. I think we put our own vulnerability out there when we talk about these sort of topics because that's that's one of the, you know, this is from ancient times, way back from cavemen. Rejection is like a deal killer for life on the planet. If you get rejected from the tribe, you're out. <laughs> you're so we're, we're super sensitive to it. You know, it's, it's survival when you look at it that way. Yeah, it's tough. Well, it certainly was. And, you know, maybe not so much now, but there's been a lot of study that actually link, um, you know, they link the amount of rejection someone experiences can correlate to how much corrective action they take to be back in the tribe. It's like re- rejection is is a destabilizer that, that um, takes you out of the, the group and we all want to belong. So it's some, some, some people pull back really hard to get back into the tribe. And some people are crushed by it and never recover. And, you know, it hurts because part of our identity is formed on how we think we appear to others. And rejection stings more the more you care what others think of you. So it's generally like less, it's, it's less about not getting whatever that thing you want is and more about the experience of being rejected. Like that's what hurts. You're like, oh, I was turned down. And we tend to, to take things personal and that's when rejection hurts the most. So one way to combat 
the sting of rejection is to have a look at the offers that you're making people ahead of time. So before making an offer, think about the possibility of that offer being turned down and think about how you would feel if that offer was turned down and why you would feel that way. Like, Are you a super attached to the response you get? If so, why? Are you okay with them turning you down? And another thing to consider is that it's not really a super nice thing to do to put someone in the spot of asking them for something or making them an offer and then being destroyed if they say no. So when making offers, have a look at the possibility of them being turned down and see how you feel about that. Yeah, and it's some people out there and one one person who comes to mind is Robert Ringer, popular author, and he basically kind of expects the worst and if something good happens it's it's a bonus. You're just using this concept that you know what you are going to get rejected it is going to happen so don't be so surprised about it and when you talk about it affects your identity i think it's closely linked to self-esteem it can be a self-esteem crusher one thing to think about yeah i mean definitely it 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 hurts self-esteem because you know you would like to think that you're the kind of person who people will say yes to so if you offer something and someone says no one way to frame it is they haven't rejected you the person They've just rejected the offer that you made. So, you know, rejection hurts for everyone. Even if you have a strong sense of self, it's never a fun experience. But doing the work to be cool with yourself will allow you to move on and not wallow in it. And one thing to be aware of is, you know, when someone rejects an offer that you make them, do you have the desire to villainize them? Like they're mean and they're bad and they've turned me down and therefore I'm going to hate on them. The other option that you have is to take that rejection as feedback and feel and look into the situation and if, if appropriate, talk to the person about why they rejected you. Okay, hey, I made you this offer. Why did you reject me? Like what can you learn from rejection? It's very rare that people just say no for no reason. Like if they've rejected you, it's because you didn't cover their fear of loss. There's a reason they're rejecting you and if, if, you, if you're willing to like not take it personal and understand that, then you can learn from that thing. Well, and it could be something that you have no control over whatsoever anyway. That's right. It might be that they're afraid of water or something. Yeah, someone might reject your offer because they are not in a position where they can actually make a purchase. They, they may not have funds. They may not have authority to purchase. So, you know, we tend to – and remember, I came from a direct sales world where rejection was part of the daily ritual. In fact, if you, if you go through just on a numbers situation – you'll see that in order to get a certain amount of yeses, you're going to have the odds are a few no's. Now, I know that that logic doesn't really help us much when we're actually suffering the rejection because it seems so personal, but that's just the way we feel right then and there. But it doesn't necessarily mean that in the long term it's going to be terrible because, like you said, it's a learning experience. It's an opportunity to change. And I like what you mentioned before where you shift it from you to something else. Maybe they didn't reject you. Maybe they weren't in a position to buy in the first place. So it's not necessarily your problem. And and hopefully, it's really rare when you get someone who's so pent up over rejection that they start buying guns and going on some kind of massacre like this guy in, uh, in Santa Barbara who was feeling so upset that women were rejecting him that he took it out on other people I and mean, that, that's like a, a sickness and the worst possible scenario but 
what it was not about him at all, really. It was just about the environment that he was in. And chances are, if he lived somewhere else or he had a different attitude or behavior or approach to life, maybe he would have got more positive reactions to his method. He really was just a signal change your technique. Yeah, totally. And, you know, on the personal side of things, it's going to sting more. It's probably going to sting less when someone decides not to buy your ebook than when they decide not to go out on that date with you. And, you know, one of the other things that we should look at is that we all reject people. We are, we are rejecting people all the time. So from the giving end of rejection, one thing that you can know, because you will be rejecting people, one thing that you can know is that people are really sensitive to it. And like you can soften the blow by using what my parents at the Morehouse call the training cycle, which is basically you approve of them in some way. So you like find something that you like about this person and tell them about it. And then you let them know that you're not going to accept their offer. So you just uh, uh, you know give them a win first. And it could be, and one of the reasons you do this is it could be that you would like to, someone to continue making you offers, right? But you're not just gonna, you're not going to take them up on that particular one. So if you reject someone and you'd like them to continue to make you offers, you should let them know because oftentimes when you reject someone, you might they might feel shut. You basically don't want people to feel so shut down by you. Like you want to decline their offer because their offer sucks, or like you're not interested in it. But you don't want to destroy them, and like you could have attention on that when you're rejecting people. Yeah, don't use it as a weapon uh, or or um you know a, a, a savage way to hurt somebody and like you said we will we will be rejecting I and mean, part of our well one of one of the products that you and I offer at the mastermind level is a process of disqualification and not everyone who applies is accepted man i i, I have rejected a lot of people recently from from that and it hurts them you know and it's like i'm just like hey you know what i tell them is like look if i accepted you it would actually be not cool because you're not in a position to be in this thing you know like i don't want your money because I, I, you know, you you really shouldn't be spending your money on this. Yeah, and and in my case, it's um, you know, trying to be gracious about it, and the the fit's not perfect. Is why I'll usually tell someone that I don't think I'm the best person to help them. I might actually, for them, I'll make it that the issue is really that I'm not in the best position to help them. And and you know what? The cool thing about you is that you genuinely only take people on that you are in the position to help. You'll pass people to me the same way I'll pass people to you. People come to me and they're like, hey, man, I want to build a content marketing business and I'd like to um, you know, run subscription-based programs. And like, I'm like, dude, you need to go over to SRAM. And, and I'm always telling people to join super fast business. So I think that like, you know, it's really a comes we're not coming from a place of scarcity so we're actually able to tell people what we believe is best for them well that's it so in in not being able to help them directly it's nice to give them a channel or a path they can take where they can get help that's a really nice way to reject someone it's like well this won't work for us but here's a way that you can get what you need that's really helping them out and i don't think they're going to take that blow too heavily and you know on the flip side of that when you're so okay so that's the side where you're rejecting someone and you're giving them like you know a couple other things they could do and one of the great ways to not get rejected one of the strategies i often use is to create a menu of options and it's a really fun thing to do and maybe something on the menu is something that they'll say yes to and sometimes 
because sometimes you don't want to handle whatever their resistance is, but it's good to know what the resistance is. So basically, let's say you have like a, we'll, we'll frame it for business. You have a high ticket offer and a low ticket offer, like, you know, and, and whatever their resistance to that high ticket offer is, you don't really want to handle that, but they could take you up on the low ticket offer. So having multiple offers is one way to lower your chances of rejection. And this works in the personal side of things too. Like you could say, hey, I'd love to take you out on a date or we could go to a yoga class together or we could go have a glass of milk somewhere. Like you just make a bunch of Or do you mind just sitting there and let me just look at you for five minutes? (laughs) Yeah, there you go. You know, like something, they'll say yes to something if you give them enough offers. So that's one really, really good strategy. Very cool. Yeah, so a lot of it comes around your framework of of how you actually view rejection and, and whether you're the person rejecting or whether you're the person being rejected it, it can actually cause people to get angry so see if you can disarm the anger with with a you know anti-explosive device somehow to to make it a less dangerous rejection now i'm going to talk about something that people are probably going to flip about right and, and this is something that like this is this is a place where you and i differ and uh it, it has to do with the topic of lying, right? I do not believe that lying is inherently bad, and I'll tell you why. So when you are rejecting someone, right, it depends on the level of intimacy you want with that person, right? Because some people will, will think, you know, if I tell the truth here, if I actually tell the person why I'm rejecting them, then that's going to rock the boat and I'll screw up the whole relationship. And, but, but what happens when you do that is you feel like, well, I'm a good person and I would tell the truth if that person wasn't such an asshole, I would tell them if, if their response, you know, if, if I could handle the response they were going to have. But since that person is so bad and they can't handle the truth, I'm going to lie to them. And by lying to that person, you're turning them into the enemy. You're alienating them. You're not giving them the opportunity. And you think that you're keeping things together. You're like, because you think that, you know, you're going to have to pay for it if you tell them the truth. You're going to have to deal with them. So everything, in the, so, so, okay, so that's like why you wouldn't lie. But everything is relative to your goals, right? So if you care about someone and you want intimacy with them, you want to be close to them, then it's against your goal to lie to them. Because if you lie to them, you're creating distance. You're like just like making it easy. You're not telling them what's actually going on. Now, if it's someone that you don't care about, that you don't want to deal with, that you don't want intimacy with, then you could just tell them something like you don't have to tell them the whole truth. You don't have to tell them all the reasons why they're not good for your mastermind or all the reasons why you don't want to go on a date with them. You could just say, hey, man, it's just I'm not up for it right now or whatever, right? So like I will not – I don't always tell people the whole truth. I might just tell them something to like end the cycle and not have any further relating with that person. Does that make sense? Yeah, I've heard it. Uh, Whereas I think you don't do that. I think you always tell people everything. No, I don't. I'm selective and – and uh, it's about becoming more humble and gracious, and uh, you know I don't need to make a I don't need to make a win out of it. So I'm 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 direct. There's no doubt about that. But unless someone really lights my fuse, I'm not going to use all the armory available to me. I'll I'll just give them something that works for them. But but like you said, yeah, if 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 there's a situation and there's the opportunity for me to tell someone straight, I'll always go the straight path because I feel that that has integrity. I mean, integrity is the word of coming together or holding together or like the superstructure. And I think that well, you know, you're you're known for it. Like people, when I bring up you, well, they could they could love me or hate me, but they they know where right. they stand and, and they respect that. And 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 my team know like. If I if I'm straight with them about something that I'm not happy with, they know that once I've mentioned it, I'm completely over it because it's been released. And and back to the 
topic of rejection, one of the fastest fixes for rejection is to move on from it as quickly as possible. And one of the easiest ways that I've certainly found is just talk about it. Talk about it with someone or, or vent or whatever words you want to call it, purge. To get it out is better than bottling it in, in my experience. And sometimes I do let it out with the person who causes whatever infractions happened. And, but I do feel much better that I've been straight about it. And I think people know that about me. Well, I just, okay. So two things. Number one, when I bring you up, right? You always come up on podcasts. I'm like a lot of the stuff that I'm doing in our community came from you, right? My, my smart marketer blog, my subscription programs, my mastermind, like just the, the model for which people know me by in the community is the Shramco content marketing model. Yes, I've innovated a lot of it. I do my own stuff, but like a lot of the things that that fundamentally I end up talking about in relationship to content marketing come back to you. And so I'm always talking about you in one way or another. And people are always like, yeah, that guy's no bullshit. You know, he's really straight. Like, like you have this reputation for being straight and being like, not a hard ass, but like, you know, like a, like whatever you just said about um, where people stand with you. So that's one thing. Second thing is one thing that you can do when you are being rejected or when you are rejecting is give people give pe- so so when you're when you're rejecting people really this is a really cool thing to do is to say hey you know here are some things that i am up for and give them a, a way out right give them a way give them a way to win don't just say no you're you know i'm i don't want anything to do with you sorry Say, you know, hey, I'm not interested in that particular thing, but I might go for this. Or you might have better luck in the future if you offer someone this, this, and this. Like, give them a way to win so that they, like, and some people will just be crushed by the rejection and not even hear you. But those people who are actually looking for growth and looking for ways to to win with the people that they're making offers to in their personal life and their business life will be really happy that you told them, number one, why you rejected them, and number two, some things that you might go for. Yeah, it's a great point. It's like... classic example of that is I get a lot of requests for podcasts now as a guest and I let them know, look, look, I'm happy to do the podcast. I just need you to have at least five podcasts published and then I'm happy to go on the show. So now they have an objective and they do come back. They say, hey, uh, we asked before. We weren't ready yet. We've now published five shows. We'd love to have James on the show. And, and bang, I feel like I've actually helped them get an extra five podcasts than what they might have got otherwise. Because now they had the deadline because they wanted to get to you. So, yeah, I mean, that's a perfect. Well, it's a conditional re- rejection. It's like, well, it would be a it would be an acceptance if these conditions were met. Conditional so, rejection. Um, it's basically, yeah, it's basically a not quite there yet, but here's how to make it happen. So it's so a very soft rejection, I think, and an educational one. No, that's a sweet, sweet little term, conditional rejection. And for the same reason, that's why it works well if you have a high and a low price product product offering because mm-hmm. if someone's trying to buy the high price one and they don't qualify, then you can say, well, you know what, in the meantime, why don't you grab this? And a simple way business owners can do this is to, uh, if they're selling something that people have to apply for, have at, at least uh, a small or even a free course that people can use to get the reserves up so that they can now afford or meet the criteria for the higher priced offering. Yeah, you, you basically ascend them up your ladder of intimacy. You give them the tools to to climb that rope to your offer. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, and sometimes people get rejected because they're pitching just a little bit higher than, than 
they're punching above their weight and uh and you know rather than knock them out just let them go into the right category and and work their way up so that they can get there yeah and i think that like whatever your business is look at the offers you're making like for example i have a folder of requests for low-end subscription. People being like, do you have any kind of paid membership program that's not your blue ribbon? And literally, I have hundreds of emails over the past year of people wanting me to have some kind of paid engagement that isn't my blue ribbon, which is all I have. So now, after a year and a half, I'm going to launch some kind of low-end paid subscription to give people a, a, a way to access me because I've gotten that feedback from the community that I'm alienating people. I'm rejecting folks who can't make it into the high-end group. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to discussing that with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another another backstory is one of the things that uh, – so, so Silver Circle's uh, Shrammy's mastermind, and one of the things that we do is we have these quarterly check-ins where we kind of just look at like, hey, what projects do you have going on? How are they going? What are you doing in them? And like it's a really cool thing as a business owner, and I do this with my mastermind folks as well, where we just look at, hey, what do you have going on? What projects do you have going? What offers are you making? What, you know, what's it look like? And just get a sounding board. Get a second viewpoint and a second piece of, of – of, uh, a second set of eyes on whatever you're up to of someone who you care about, someone who you respect and someone whose viewpoints you value is a really, really cool thing to do. And, we, and Shrami has been trying to schedule that with me, who the ever-elusive guy who can't get nailed down. Keep uh, rejecting me, Israel. Yeah, keep, dude, I've been rejecting you for like two months. And you're kind of like, what the hell are you afraid of? You know, why are you... Why are you uh, uh, well, I'm sure even filling out the questions might have been insightful. Yeah, I haven't even done that yet. But I really do want to do this thing. Anyways, I, we, we'll schedule it after this call. So last thing on rejection before we, before we move on. The key point there is persistence. If you, if you really feel you can help someone, keep persisting. Don't, don't let their rejections be the last stop if you really care about something. Don't take your rejections personal. It is not about you, the person. It's about whatever the offer that you made was and how that offer landed with the person you made the offer to. And where they're at in their, you know, they might have things that you just can't get you know and that and that it's nothing to do with you so don't take it personally. other stuff going on and you got to be willing to look at that as feedback it is information it is information for you to use going forward and look you're gonna get rejected i cannot tell you how many rejections i have had it's like you know everyone experiences it and it's something that's gonna happen and you've just got to be willing to take it on and experience it and not like get down on yourself and not have it slow you down and i will tell you james one of the things that I consistently see with successful entrepreneurs, especially you, especially me, especially the folks in Blue Ribbon and Silver Circle, is the ones who are successful, consistently successful, are those who get up every morning, who have a structure, and consistently move in the direction of progress in their business. They put out content. They make offers. They serve their customers. Like They innovate. They're folks who just get out there and do it. If you put your attention on your business, if you move in the direction of something in your life, you want to learn how to surf, you want to learn how to play the ukulele, let's take surfing. You've been surfing now. I haven't been there in, in let's say, two months. You've probably surfed 70 times since I've been there. You're probably 15 or 20 times better than you were when I was there and you were good when I was there. So like you just consistently do it and you've had rejections. You've been smashed by those waves. I was out there with you. We got destroyed. We went out there on a day that we should have had no business being out there and we got rejected by mother nature, but you're back out there the next day. So like consistency only, I, in the face of I only know now how badly we shouldn't have been out there on that day now that I have more context. <laughs> Dude, I was I was genuinely scared. I was really afraid. I was like, dude, I, I, 
I was really scared because I've I have nearly you know I've been out there in waves that I should not have been out there in significantly bigger than that day where like to the point where I re- I made the decision that I will never go out when it is too big for me like I my ego has been checked and I respect Mother Nature and I am not going out there when it's too big because it is frankly dangerous and like that day was borderline that was borderline it was borderline um, for sure so yeah you're right it's about staying on track and and if you want to strain it down to something simple. That the people who are getting results are the ones sending the emails and not reading them. And you know why some people are reading the emails? Because it's hard to get rejected when you're just consuming. You don't get rejected when you read a Kindle or watch a TV program or watch a webinar or read Facebook and look at cat pictures on YouTube. You're not getting rejected. You start sending emails, whoa, you're going to get unsubscribes. You'll get some hostile customer complaining about something. Dude, you run a Facebook ad, you're going to get destroyed on that ad. (laughs) People are going to be pissed. You're right. So you start making offers, you're going to start getting rejected, but suddenly things change and, uh, and you just, it becomes normal. And, and, you know, the way I'm at now with it is as long as my database is growing, and I have more people coming on than more than the people who leave. And if they're leaving for the right reasons and not for the wrong reasons, then I'm going to have a solid business because it, you want to sell more, you make more offers. But so let me just reframe that. If you want to be successful, you have to try and increase your rejection rate. Yeah, absolutely. So like you should be looking to be rejected, right? Because the more that you're rejected, the more that you're going to not be rejected also because the more offers that you're going to make. And I, I've got to tell you, this last two months in my business, if you look at the content, not the physical product side of things, right? Physical product side of things is steady humming. Like I'm just rocking that, you know, because they're always out there and I'm always running traffic to them and I'm always innovating in, the, in that space. And I'm always like, like that's going. But you look at the, the information marketing side of things. I've had my head down. I've been in creation mode. I haven't been making offers. I haven't been selling. And I've seen an in, a little bit of an income dip. And I know that when I come back up and I start making offers again, I'll see that income spike. But I've had my head down. And so like, you know, one thing to look at, and this is the thing that I'm looking at in my business right now is, okay, I know that I'm going to have these times where like I put my head down for two to three months. and I don't want to talk to anyone. I'm just in creation mode. So like what, what system, what process, and this is one of the things that we're going to talk about on our call, can I put in place so that my offer, that, you know, the offers that I'm making that are out there and, and the consistency of like making offers doesn't dip when I go into that hibernation creation mode. Well, I know the solution and it's very simple. So we'll be fine. Um, all right. So let's move on to the, uh, should we share? No, we keep, we keep it. Just to ourselves. Right. Keep it to ourselves. Cool. So um, we weekly willpower wager. Let's roll Carol. Weekly willpower wager. All right. And, you know, we've got a, um, a competitor for Carol this week, which we'll, we'll play here in just a second. But he does concede that Carol's the best. He does. He does concede that Carol is the best. Let's face it, man. You're not going to like. No, that's a very generous. As much as, as cool and fun as that this one this week is. And we do want you to keep submitting potential winners because who knows? You never know when Carol's going to be taken down. It didn't happen this week, but it might happen in the future. So this is your uh, willpower wager this week. What we'd like you to do is reject someone. Reject an offer that someone makes you and then kind of you know talk to them about it and talk to them about why you rejected that offer. Oh, oh I got rejected by your favorite store. Really? Yeah. I went it, um, it had a big sign out the front and said breakfast and lunch all day. And I ordered something. I said, oh, no, the kitchen's closed. I'm like, but it's a- Which one is that? Pure. Oh, I love that place. Yeah, I know you do. But, oh, man, they really got to tighten their shit up with service. They got you, huh? 
They kicked you Well, up. just two days in a row. I first started eating bacon at that place. <laughs> the ba- I had some man. bacon there today. It was wonderful. But I, it's, it's so good. It's, it's like free range. It's so good, if man. If the food wasn't good, they'd be in deep trouble. <laughs> but the, yeah. But they're getting They've there. got really good food. They're, we should talk. I wanted to talk to that guy because I noticed a couple things about his operation. And I was like, you're the sweetest guy in the world. Your food's amazing, but you're, you are not running a tight ship here. Oh, it's We ought to go talk to that guy. Loose, loose ship. So anyway, I, I got rejected and I was just a hungry customer. And, uh, you know, like I almost felt like I want to go on one of those ratings things and spray them. <laughs> because rejection creates anger. And then I realized, you know what? You know what? That's a good you know, point. That that when you reject someone, you you know, if you if you don't give them options, if you don't talk to them about it, if you're just mean and just cold reject them, they could come after you in some ways. Well, and if you mislead them <laughs> then and then reject them, then they're gonna get real pissed. So yeah. you know, see if you can reduce the uh, the situations where you're rejecting people unnecessarily. Remember I said for the right reasons? Yeah. If you're rejecting people because you set them up for a fall, then that's not smart. No, no. You want to be smart about your rejections because it does hurt. So strong, strong and clear filters. So don't let people, don't let people be in a position where they get rejected, if possible. So two things for the willpower wager this week: reject someone, talk to them about it, give them a menu of options, and then make an offer that you are like 99% sure will get rejected. So, hey, maybe if it gets accepted, you're stoked. But like make an offer where you know you're going to face rejection to someone, personal or business, and then just kind of sit with that and, and, and feel that rejection and just like put yourself in the position of being rejected and get comfortable there. Yeah, use some of the techniques. Talk it out. You know, do it, have your little grieving process. Accept it. Move on. It's not about you. It's about something else. Shift the focus. Move it to somewhere else. Moving on to our news and updates for the week, Smart Marketer Live, my live event, will be happening in Austin, Texas, September 26th and 27th. I am just finishing up the sales page for it, which James's uh, team over at atlweb.com coded for me. And I got to tell you guys, I just sent them a couple grand and I was like, look, I want a ticket. I want this many hours. I want to just send you guys my PSD files. These dudes can code on WordPress. You want WordPress coding? Go to atlweb.com because they're the best. So uh, that'll be fun. And Shrammy, unfortunately, is not going to make it. I don't think we're still up in the air, but we'll still we'll have a party without you, and we'll celebrate you there. So Smart Marketer Live. I'll let you know when that's live on smartmarketer.com. Should be in the next week or so. Also, Super Fast Business Live, March fifth and sixth of twenty fifteen. Manly. Sydney, Australia, man, if you have not been to Superfast Business Live, which is the inspiration for Smart Marketer Live, I will add, you got to come. You got to check it out. And, you know, one of the things that I definitely don't want to be rejected on is being a speaker at Superfast Business Live. My feeling, I'd be devastated. So you got to have me back. (laughs) You can come back, Ezra. All right. Thanks. You can come back. So we'll have, um, we'll have Ezra there. we, we uh, you know, venues booked. It's happening. Uh, you can get rooms and everything. We're talking about it in our community right now. I'm also about to launch some early bird tickets for that. So we're going to have a, a hot zone where you can get access to it early, and it's it's basically going to be smart for you to order it as soon as you know you want to come. When I get that out there, and it'd be interesting for us to swap the launch phase with each other, Ezra, and, we'll, and uh, see how that goes. Yeah, man. Well, I'm going to tell you. I'll tell you how I'm planning on doing it. I made this super sweet 
sales page, or at least what I consider to be a super sweet sales page that I think is going to convert pretty well, and I'm going to email it out to my email list uh, and post it. I've got this Facebook group that's super active, all e-commerce people, really happy that I did that. I basically, on the back end of my last launch, I got everyone to join a Facebook group, and now like every day, I get 15 or 20 new people. It's a really active, fun group, and I'm super happy to have it, and I get a lot of sign-ups and stuff like that from that group for anything I post, so post it in there, and I'll run some ads to my fans, and, and I'll just, I'm curious right out of the gates, just to my exact community of people, not exact, but my, my community, how many tickets can I sell? You know, Because look, I need to sell 100 tickets or else I'm screwed. If I don't sell 100 tickets at you know, eight, 900 bucks, 1,000 bucks a pop, it's not going to be a good day for me, right? So we'll, we'll see what happens, but I think that I'll probably do, I'll be fine. But I'll let you know. I'll, I'll tell you about the Facebook ads and show you everything I'm doing and it'll be interesting to see. Because this is my first one, you know. Yeah, well, you'll find out. That's the best thing about it. And that's the joy of being an entrepreneur, isn't it? The, the contractors or the people who you employ directly, they've guaranteed a profit in most cases. But the entrepreneur's the, the risk taker. If you get the big paydays or, the, or you get a hole in your pants, <laughs> we'll have an update. Does, it, does Ezra make it or not? Well, we'll find out. I, yeah, we'll have to do an update. I'm super, like, I wouldn't put this thing on if I didn't think I could fill it, right? You know, so I'd be fine. I think you can fill yeah. it just quietly. Um, one last piece of information on me is that I've got a product launch coming up. I've really like, been in the trenches. Last two months, really last 60 days, I've been like not available for calls with people. I've been really just in my lab in Brooklyn in creation mode and I am feeling so good and so powerful and so like excited and inspired by what I've been creating. It's the highest quality content I've ever put out. It's the highest production value content I've ever put out. It's a super effective system. Like I'm just really, really excited about this content that I'm, this course that I'm putting out. And I think it will probably be the last one for a while. I don't know if I'm going to do this again anytime soon uh, in this capacity where I do one of these big launches and spend all, you know, two months. It's just like, it's so much work to do this. And so I'm looking at whether or not it's even worth it is I mean no it's worth it for the people who go through the course because I'm going to make a bunch of millionaires with this thing but like it's you know it's just a lot and so I'm super excited about it and that's coming up and I'll be uh, you know talking about that as it comes along yeah we really got to talk bro <laughs> if I were you I'd smush the Facebook group and your info products into a paid community have one thing see on the flip side it's still business as usual for me. Superfast business membership is still adding members. We're having discussions every day. I'm adding in products each month and uh, it's all cruisy. In fact, we've been loading in the Superfast Business Live presentations. So this. Yeah, by the way, you know, one thing I noticed on Superfast Business was infographics. And, you know, uh, one of the things that 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 I consistently pay I consistently pay attention to what you're up to, right? Because you're innovating and you're 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 using content in new and cool ways. Not that infographics are new, but like, hey, I've got all this content. I didn't think to make infographics out of it, and it's just really smart. So check out uh, uh, Superfast Business if you want to see some cool infographics because they're a really fun way to display content. And one of the beautiful things about being a content creator is like you have this content and you can you know, repurpose it into any media format you want. And infographics is just a cool way. Don't you guys make those for people? Yeah, my team makes them. ATLweb.com? Well, everything's on superfastbusiness.com these days. So we rolled all our brands up about three months ago. and uh, I got to get you to make me some infographics, bro. It was five. You can ask the same team who's building your WordPress sites. Uh, they can do it. All right. So, so guys – we're going to move on to the listener feedback portion of the show, which is basically where like you tell us what you think, what's going on for you. 
have you been rejected? What experiences are you having? Like the things that we're talking about in this show are relevant to all of our lives and businesses. And like the only reason we're even doing this show is because we want to hear from you. We want to know what's going on in your life. And so we've got some uh, comments. One of the ways that you can do that that would be most helpful to us would be to leave a comment on iTunes. Go on iTunes. Give us a review. Leave us a comment. It would really help us out. You can also go to our blog and leave a speak pipe message, which is where you leave us a voice message and then we play that on our show. We're going to play a couple for you here. And you can also just... And just as a just on a note there, we've made it really, really easy to leave a message. We've put widget in the sidebar on the site. So you don't even have to click anywhere except for just hit the start recording button and it'll use the speakers on your computer. So it's right there, visible on every page. Yeah, and we'll go ahead and um, – gosh, look at that. That's beautiful. It is there. So – and then you can also just leave a comment on the blog. So the first uh, uh, speak pipe that we are going to play for you, the first voicemail that we got, is from a guy called Matt Ward. So let's roll that now. Hey guys, Matt Ward here with the Business of Bootstrapping Podcast. I wanted to thank both of you so much for coming on my show. You guys are two of the classiest guys online. Ezra was quite literally willing to re-record part of the episode in order to fix some parts that I've goofed. And James, you were amazing in, after the interview, really giving me some great feedback on things that I can improve. And I really just wanted to share that with your audience so that they really knew you guys were two great dudes. Ezra, I just want to let you know your show is going to be live May 23rd and James a week after that. We'll see how the audience likes it. And I had a question for you, Ezra, my primary reason for contacting you. So you gave me some great insight into how to run some Facebook advertising for my business and really helped me to step my game up. I want to say that I got some pretty stellar and pretty, pretty pathetic results from that, and I had a question on that. So I'm running a promoted post on Facebook, my kind of opt-in content or way to get people to sign up to my list and try to really grow it, and it had great success. I had a conversion rate of 33% of the people signing up for my list. I've got a double opt-in form with MailChimp, though, and not a single one of them actually checked their email and confirmed the list. I wanted to get both of your feedbacks on double opt-in forms with running paid advertisement and what you guys would do with that. Thanks so much, and keep up the great work. Bye-bye. All right, so uh, thanks, Matt. That's, that's uh, classy. I'll take that. We've been called other things. <laughs> uh, so Matt's been uh, pretty clever in having us on his show, and and both of us do shows for other people, don't we? We go on other people's shows as long as they've got a few episodes under their belt. And um, I think he has a question for you there. You might want to have a look at about. Um, well, yeah. So the question is. Is, is when you're running Facebook ads, do you run to a double opt-in? And what I suspect, Matt, is that your double opt-in funnel was probably not set up very well. You probably didn't have a really solid thank you page that told them exactly what to do. I, I don't run double opt-in. I run single opt-in, so I don't have any experience in getting people. I made the decision long ago in all of my businesses very deliberately that I'm going to run single opt-in traffic. And, you know, a lot of people will fight me on that and tell me that you know double opt-in is the way to go, but I have always found in my testing that uh, I do really well with single opt-in, and when I go to double opt-in, my conversion rates suffer. My total sales suffer. I don't get as many sales and people, and that's just in, on the physical product side of things. I have not tested this on the information side of things. I just rolled over my 
physical product findings over to information marketing. Now, it could be that I'm making a mistake and that you need to be double opting people in, but that's just not the way I do it. So I don't have any uh, feedback for you on whether or not you should do a double opt-in. I think that if you're doing a double opt-in, you might want to uh, consider lead pages templates because I know – doesn't Clay have some cool double opt-in templates? Yes, and one of the ones that's pretty effective is the um, um, webinar registration on thank you type thing. So it's just lots of cool stuff you can do when you have double opt-in. Like when people put their details and, and hit submit, you can take them to an offer right then and there if you want to test your offer while they're being sent their double opt-in for you to be able to send future emails. So, so Right, instead of just dropping them on a static page where you're just like, thank you, opt-in. Yeah, that's which is crazy. Yeah, send them, send them to a um, – I mean we do some pretty interesting stuff with our double opt-ins like we can – Send them to a, a page that's got a video. You can send them to a page that has an offer. You can send them to a, a instruction on what to do next page. I've got you- something that I like to call the never-ending funnel. And every single funnel that I create, I try to have be a never-ending funnel. So basically, on every page that you land on, there's something else you could do. There's some piece of content you could consume. There's something I'm asking you to do. I want people to just stay with me. I don't want to just be like, thanks, I'll catch you later. And I see people doing it all the time. Like, go through all this work to get someone to opt in. They have their attention. And then they're just like, okay, great. I'll see you later. And I really just don't believe in that. Well, here's what we do on our PDF downloads. Like we have our our transcription on the page and then we let people give us their email address to get the PDF version of the transcription, which astounds me how many people do. And when they click on that, while we're sending the PDF via email, they get landed back on my product chooser page. Smart. Super smart. Uh, Let's roll the next voicemail we got, which is from a guy called Christian Murphy. Let's hear it. Hi, James. Hi, Ezra. Christian Murphy here. Just listened to the criticism episode while I was doing the dishes this evening. And uh, I got a bit of criticism on the last episode and on this one for the weekly willpower wager that I put out. But uh, it was definitely fact-based criticism. The sound quality was really crap. Um, I was on a headset waiting for the start of Ezra's infamous webinar, and I just blurted out a speak pipe and didn't listen to it before sending it. So anyway, um, I have no chance of toppling Carol and I don't really want to. She's part of the show. We love her version, but for what it's worth, weekly willpower wager. Just wanted to say, James, thanks for the Tacky Moore. New podcast with Tacky Moore is absolutely excellent. Um, Keep the podcast coming. Great stuff, guys. Bye-bye. All right, Christian. I don't know. Uh, what I don't, I didn't understand what um, criticism that Christian was giving us there. I, I think he said he had criticism for us. I didn't really get what it was. I did enjoy your weekly willpower wager. I thought that was great. I think you're right. It doesn't quite topple Carrie. Uh, uh, sorry, Carol. Um, now I'm just thinking about my wife. Uh, but it, oh, well, she does get a guest mention in most. She episodes. does. We had to bring her up. <laughs> uh, so thanks, man. Was it the toppling part? The top? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so thanks, uh, Christian, and uh, you know we'll, uh, we'll we appreciate you, and we appreciate you listening to the show. So we've got you got anything for Christian or? Oh, I was just think it's really nice that he came back to give it another shot because of the sound distortion. I mean, that's really good. That's qu- quality listenership there, dedication, persistence. So for this episode, we're just going to have those be our listener comments. We'll save the other uh, comments for the next episode, and we'll move on to our Think About It portion of the show, which is where we, where I pick a couple quotes 
And uh, sometimes James doesn't keep the quote I've given him. So let's see. Let's see. Let's see. What do you think? Well, this one is a rejection is nothing more than a necessary step in the pursuit of success, uh, by Bo Bennett. Uh, the only thing I'd say on that is that I mean, you can be successful without rejections. But if you do get a, if you do get a rejection, as we were saying, just see it as a way to um, learn something from it. Remember, it's not always about you, and then make adjustments. You know, to to um, just keep trying in a different way until you get the result. Or, and here's something that that we may not have covered. Sometimes it's just a sign to to stop. If you you know have a get out point or a quit point that you set that uh, that you're not going to expend extra energy on once you've you know if you get ten rejections in a row you're going to have to change something because you're probably going to keep getting getting more rejections unless you change something. Yeah, good point. If you're just consistently getting rejected, then you might want to take a look at the offer. That you're <laughs> yeah, you got to change something. Yeah. Something's got to give. Use it for feedback. And um, <laughs> yeah. you know, I agree that that rejection is. Not, I don't agree that it's a necessary step. I don't think you have to get rejected in order to be successful. Yeah. I think that you might get rejected, and you ought to be ready for that. But it's definitely not necessary. So you know, we we agree with part of your thing, Bo, but not all of it. So. Yeah, we re- we reject just one just word a little out bit of your of your, of your quote. <laughs> out of your quote. Um, all right, so my quote is from a guy called Harvey McKay, and what he says is, "Most fears of rejection rest on the desire for approval from other people. Don't base your self esteem on their opinions." And I could not agree with this more. Right? Like the reason you're afraid of being rejected is because you want you want to be approved of by that other person. And so if you're looking for other people to give you your self-worth, then you're host, right? You've got that's got to come with from within. You've got to be happy and stoked with who you are as a person and where you are in your life and in the world. You're not going to be able to get that from someone else. And if you give someone else that kind of power over you, then you're putting yourself in a really vulnerable spot. Yeah, I agree. Uh, absolutely that uh, you want to be building your self-strength you really you don't want to be so dependent on on everyone else and how they think about you that that you're going to dictate your life by that like be a little bit strong if if you want your best companion in life this will sound a bit weird but it's probably a mirror if you can if you can be friends with the person in the mirror if you can understand that person and look after that person and feel that uh, you have everything you need then I think you, you won't worry so much about being rejected anymore. Well, you won't. You're, you, you know that, that you're good. It would be cool if you had this thing, but without it, you're going to be just fine. It's not like a, a big deal. And, and that really is, is true that like if you are cool with yourself and with where you are, like if you do that inner work to be happy, then rejection is not going to sting near as much because you know that you're good. Yeah. So uh, think, act, get. Mindset, behavior, results. What you think determines how you act, which results in what you get. And these episodes are focused on giving you uh, tools and ideas to improve your life and your business. Take the things that you like, leave the things that you don't. We think you're right just as you are, and everything is directed at you, our listener. We do this for you. Bring us home. Yeah, so we had a bit of fun in that one. Uh, We've talked about rejection in this particular episode. It does sting. It does hurt. And it's something that we are all going to experience. And to some extent, the, the more successful you are, you're going, to, you're going to increase your rejections as well. And, you know, you could be the giver or the receiver of rejection. So it really is such a relevant topic. That's what we've been, been covering, rejection. What is it? How are you using it? How is it affecting your business and your life? That's what we've been looking at in this episode 
of think at get. And then we should play like that, like like or like either you're fired by Donald Trump or one of those buzzers where it's like <laughs> yeah, rejected. you're fired. Or like you 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 know like you get a picture of James sitting on like one of those wooden seats above like a pool of water, and then we throw a ball or a pie at him, and then he falls in the pool of water. Oh, well, last time we put ourselves on flames, they did update the picture too. Oh, it's so funny uh, because I saw the update. The, the pic, the first picture, I was like not happy with. I was like, dude, that looks nothing like me. I look like I'm 50 years old and <laughs> 50 pounds heavier. Like, God, change that. This one I like much better. This is good. I seem to be giving some kind of a fist pump. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, I'm on fire. <laughs> That's cool. This has been another episode of Think, Act, Get with James Schramko and Ezra Firestone. For more tips and tutorials on how to grow your business faster, visit thinkactget.com and join the newsletter. It's free.